0: Content Warning. This story includes, strong language, violence, dark humor. Mentions of, trauma, childhood trauma, child abuse, mental abuse, depression, anxiety, guilt, heartbreak, attempted suicide, self-doubt and self-hate. If this is too disturbing for you, you are advised to not listen to this. However, it should be let known that this story is actually rather safe enough to be listened to. But still, I thought a content warning is still necessary. This is a sequel to, bogey unexpected, and also a personal journal of Ben himself, his emotions, past and more. This story can also be used by the listener as a way to cope or even as a way of therapy. While it can be depressing or harsh at times, it's still rather safe enough to be listened to and be used as mentioned above. Sit back, relax, listen closely and enjoy the show, you are loved. Ben wakes up in a pitch black room, he doesn't know where he is and how he got here. All he remembers was the incident at the airport and that he... Wait, it cannot be... Is he dead? Or did he survive? Is this the afterlife? He has no idea. He tries to move his arms but they feel like lead weights. His legs are weak, arms are heavy. Mom's spaghetti. What happened? Where is everyone? Why am I here? How did I get here? The list goes on and on. The only thing he knows for certain is that he needs to find a way out of this place before something bad happens. He stands up and immediately the entire room is lit up and a door opens in front of him, leading to a classical looking hall. He cautiously steps out of the room and brings his eyes to the door which he just left. There is a code written on the door, and it's looking like a number. What number? What is this? 2,222. His brain is working at full speed but he has no idea how he got here. He steps towards the door to gain more information about the place. What is this place? Why am I here? He looks around him, only to see a government office or something like that, classical architecture. He walks into the room and finds a person sitting at a desk, typing on a laptop. He walks up to the man and says in a low and clear voice, excuse me, but do you mind telling me what is going on here? The man looks up at Ben and says very slowly and clearly, yes so, oh, ah, uh, you're kinda dead and this is the afterlife. Ben freezes his body and asks in a low voice, do I know you? The man looks at Ben with his eyes wide open, and says, oh no, I'm just the secretary. As soon as he says that he turns back to his work, typing away on his computer, probably preparing some sort of report for some government agency. Well, thank you sir, he says with a low voice and leaves the room. Ben walks down the hall towards the exit, but as soon as he leaves the room, a lady steps in front of him with a stern look on her face. He walks towards her and takes a step back, saying in a low voice, Madam, I have no idea what is going on here, but I would like to go outside. You can't do that yet. There's something you have to do first. She says with a stern voice as soon as she says that a few more people appear in the hallway one of them walks towards ben with a stern look on his face and says follow me and do exactly what i tell you to the group of people walks down the hallway towards an elevator and ben follows them they take the elevator and get out into a room the room is like any other room except with one difference there is a clone of him of some sorts he looks exactly like ben with the same eyes the same hair and everything The only thing different is that his eyes are blue. The clone says in a angry voice. Why didn't you stop them? Why did you die? Why did you let him die? Ben says in a low tone, I don't know what you're talking about. The man raises his voice, listen, and points towards the clone. The clone responds, why, Ben? Why didn't you stop yourself? You let them die. You let him die. Ben stands there, with his arms crossed, saying in a low voice, so the airport thing is my fault." The clone looks up at Ben in a stern and angry stare and says coldly, yes. He turns back to the man and says, I didn't do anything wrong. What is going on here? The man raises his voice and says in a very angry tone, listen to yourself, Ben. The clone looks up at Ben and says in a cold voice, I thought you would stop them. I thought you would help him. I don't understand why you did this to yourself. I couldn't help him anymore. He was too weak. Ben starts to cry. How was I supposed to help him? The clone walks over to Ben, and says in a very depressive tone. You could have prevented this, you should have listened. Things could be different now. You could have told him differently and earlier. You ruined this. There was the opportunity and you rejected it. And now, he is gone. They are gone, Ben. All of them, because you thought fleeing to France is the best idea. Ben stopped crying and is now rather angry at the man, the clone and everyone else, saying in a very loud voice. I didn't mean to hurt him. I thought if I helped him with fleeing, he would get better. I thought it would be safer for all of us, but they died and it was your fault. The clone responds. It wasn't my fucking fault, you piece of shit. I couldn't have stopped it, I couldn't have prevented it, you ass. Ben yells at his clone. The clone is aghast at Ben's language, and says in a very cold and angry voice, first you make everyone uncomfortable, then kill your best friends and now have the guts to speak to me like this. Shut the fuck up, Ben says in a loud and angry voice. You don't know the first thing about me or why I am here. You don't know how I feel, you don't know how much I miss them, so shut the fuck up. I didn't know we would die. I didn't know this is how we say goodbye. I had no idea this would happen, what I would do, what I would say. I had no idea, you fucking asshole. The clone starts to attack Ben, hitting his face many times, and screaming, I know why you are here. I know everything. Ben yells, get the fuck off me, and pushes the clone back. Ben fights back against the clone, quickly getting a small cut on his arm. The clone reaches out to Ben and touches his arm. The clone puts his hand right on Ben's wound, and Ben screams in pain. Ben violently beats up his clone and rips off the clone's arm. Both the man and the narrator are absolutely terrified of Ben now, while the scriptwriter is cheering for Ben. The man says in a very angry tone. What are you doing, Ben? Stop beating him. You're going to kill him. That is exactly what I want. Ben says, choking his clone. The man tries to stop Ben, but it's too late, the clone is finally dead well then mission accomplished the man responds what ben asks in confusion let me explain before you can get outside you have to confront yourself multiple times until you're mentally stable this clone right now was your guilt you feel guilty about what happened at the airport even though it wasn't your fault you think all of this happened because you wanted it this way you feel guilty about not helping martin for leaving roman swan and Parsi behind and for not saying goodbye the correct way You regret not speaking sooner, not telling what's going on inside of you. You wish you could return time, make things better. But, you don't know what is coming to you yet. You don't know who you will see again. You don't know what great things will happen to you very very soon. So yeah, what you just did there was confront your guilt and beat the shit out of it after you understood that it wasn't your fault. The man explains. Ben sits down on the ground, wiping the blood off of his face. He looks up at the man and says in a low voice. I feel like I'm going to be sick. Just wait until you find out what comes next. The man smiles happily, you will confront your fear. Well, the second clone of you which represents your fear. Follow me. Ben gets up and follows the man to a small door, he opens it, and steps inside. The man explains that Ben will see his fear in the form of a person who appears to be him. In case you didn't understand that yet. The door closes behind Ben, and he hears a key turn in the lock. He tries to open the door, but it will not open. Good evening, the voice says. It sounds just like Ben's, but also slightly different. Hello, Ben replies in confusion. The door opens and Ben finds himself looking at his own self. So, you're my fear, Ben asks. Who told you that? Please don't hit me. Yep, that's you. After all, you're as pathetic as me. Ben starts to hit his own self, not forcefully, but with a lot of anger in his voice. Stop it, the other Ben says in a very frightened, yet angry voice. Why, am I not supposed to hit you? No, I think. They want you to listen? Well then, speak up. Okay, but don't tell anyone okay? I think Martin is a spy from the CIA. Yeah, no. Well then he might be one of those lizard people. Nope, very human. What is he? He's a whole ass star. this dialogue was censored by the administration of Ben for fuck's sake you are scaring him away. Pay $56 to get the complete extended uncensored version plus a Martin body pillow. If you give me your mommy's credit card, you get a $19 Fortnite gift card as well. Call us now. 01220032210200022. Whoa. I know right. So you like him? Yeah. Suddenly, Ben's clone is becoming more and more calm. And I told him that at the airport. What? The clone jumps in fear. You told him, What is wrong with you? What was his response? Was he disgusted? Was he creeped out? Did he make fun of us? Oh boy, oh boy. Well you see, right after I told him I love you, he just fucking died. What? You witch! Get away from me! Relax, he was dying anyway. It was at the airport, we were both bleeding out, so I told him. I don't know his response, but I think he's fine with it. Though I wish I did it sooner and more professionally, but what's out is out. Oh, that's awesome, I think. But also creepy. Wait, what if he's making fun of us in the afterlife? Relax, Jesus he's not. Okay, sorry. I'm so stupid, so stupid. I wished I was never born. The clone starts crying, oh, don't be sorry. You're a good person. Am I? Of course. You are now, I think. Ben sighs. Am I? The clone asks again, in an almost sarcastic tone. Yes, you are. You're very good. You care for your friends and family, you try to be a good person, you are loyal and respectful towards others, you help so many people. You make people smile, they come to you first when they have a problem. You make them happy, you complete them. Wait, and with that the clone starts to smile. What? What is so damn funny? Ben asks with a puzzled expression. You. Oh, what about me? You are the most entertaining. Wow, I never knew I was that funny. No, you silly. Don't you see, you are realizing that you're just overthinking. Remember, I represent your thoughts of fear. What I said, is what you think. You just fucking realized that it's just stupid voices in your head, telling lies. You realized who you really are, what people think of you, how you affect their lives and how important you are. I'm so proud of you. Wait, that means before the clone can finish, it explodes. The sound of a firecracker going off echoes through the room, and the man runs into the room. The man looks at Ben with a happy look. I see, you killed your fear. Splendid, follow me. The man leads Ben to a small room and opens it. Ben sees the clone for a moment on his knees, sobbing uncontrollably. This is your depression. Oh for fuck's sakes, Ben says in a very disgusted tone. No. The clone screams, either in pain or in fear, Ben is not sure. Oh, calm down. I'm here to help you. Don't come near. I am ugly. Bitch, I am ugly not you. Ben says in a very demonic voice. The scriptwriter jumps. I heard a demon, show yourself. I have arms to cuddle you, don't make me kiss you. How could you say that to me? I am everything you dream of becoming. The clone shrieks in pain and horror. What? You are such a fucking idiot. I am everything you want to be. You are me. What that the scriptwriter says confused. The clone cries again. I am so sorry. I am so horrible. I hate myself so much. This is all my fault. What are you talking about? You are beautiful. I love you. You're my best friend. Loki, what the fuck is going on? I am so sorry for ruining this. But what the fuck is this? Scriptwriter, how about you start writing something better? You suck. Bro, what did I do to you? Wanna take this outside, bro? You asshole. Bro, watch your mouth, I am the fucking narrator. Bitch, I am the scriptwriter, without me you wouldn't have a job. Bitch, you only got me because I suck your cock. Well, you liked it, didn't you? Yes, it was great, Your long wait a minute. Oh my god, I totally forgot the story. Sorry, anyways, where was I? Oh yeah, I love you too. I just am so worthless, I don't deserve to live. I mean, I think you are so amazing for being here, but I just want to die. The clone says in a shaky voice, sobbing. I don't understand, I need to know. I just don't want to be alive. I don't deserve to be happy. Ben feels like he is going to cry too. But, you are my best friend. You are me, Ben says in a very sad tone. I know, I am such a terrible friend. Oh, don't say that. We will get through this, I promise. The clone replies with a small, thank you. Ben hugs the clone. I love you. The clone hugs Ben back, I love you too. I just don't want to live anymore. I know, I really hate myself too. But I don't want to kill myself. I need you, and I don't want you to leave me. For fuck's sake, scriptwriter. Are they about to make out? What? No, I don't know what to write to be honest. Well how about something emotional and not something from a 14 year old? Did you just call me a 14 year old you bitch? Yes I fucking did. Guys, it's me the universe, I want you to shut the fuck up and continue the story. Sorry. The clone lets go of Ben, and extends his hand. Ben takes it, and holds it tight. I think that this is all a lesson for you. I am so ashamed of myself, I am such a terrible friend. No, don't say that. You are a great friend. I love you. Don't bother killing yourself, I am here to stay. We are the same. But I don't want to live in this world, I don't want anyone to know me. I am so weak of a person, I just want to be gone. I know, and I am here to help you get better. Just don't let the voices of fear trick you into doing something stupid. The clone falls to the floor, and starts crying again. I am so sorry, I have never been as down as I actually am right now. I understand. I really want to help you. The clone looks at Ben with a sad look. We will get through this together. Don't give up now, we have so much ahead of us. You wanted this for so long, please don't give up yet. Don't give up. Many years ago I thought this was impossible. I never thought I would ever have the motivation to work on myself. I never thought I would be able to actually say to myself that I am beautiful and that I am proud of myself. I know, you are amazing. You are beautiful and you deserve to be happy. The clone says, I am so afraid to make mistakes, I don't want to end up being a bad person. It is normal to make mistakes, that is how we grow. If you are willing to learn from your mistakes, then you are already good in my book. The clone nods. So, how do you feel? The clone says, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Good. Ben takes the clone's hand and a bright light starts to lit up the room. He is not scared, he is calm because he knows that these two, just united. They are a team. The clone feels the light, and Ben can see his face slowly change from sadness to happiness. It is like he is growing. His clone vanishes, they are one. What the fuck was that? He didn't even talk about why he's depressed. Good, that's the point. Not everyone has to know how he feels, only he decides and that's good. He's his own man now and I trust him. You don't have to talk about why you are sad in order to be sad. Only you know what's inside of you and you can decide who knows about what's in there, that makes you feel this way. You don't have to talk about it. You can distract yourself when you need it, that is fine. Or maybe you do want to talk, but rather, with yourself. The inner you, because only you know what you want. But have you even actually listened to yourself? Who can make you happy, if not you? Who can call you beautiful if not, you? Who can give you what you want and need, if not you? Stop thinking about other people, start thinking about yourself. Stop thinking about what makes other people great and start thinking about what makes you great. If you want to be loved, then go and get it. Love yourself. No, you are not ugly. Why do you think people say, it's not about the looks? Because it's the truth, it's about the personality that makes someone truly beautiful. Don't listen to society. Beauty standards don't exist, we made them up. We are insecure and therefore make other people look like us, so that we feel comfortable. But we don't realize what it does to other people, to ourselves. This is why it's so important to listen to what you need and give yourself that. Fuck what other people think, all what matters is what you think. If you think you are cute, then hell yeah, you are. It doesn't matter if someone calls you ugly, they are the ones who are actually ugly. And don't beat yourself up for your past mistakes, we all make mistakes, this is how we grow. If you are willing to learn, then that already makes you a good person. That already makes you beautiful. You have never disappointed me, nor will you ever. Wow, that was beautiful, scriptwriter. Thank you, narrator. The man from earlier, claps with tears in his eyes. This was so sweet. Anyways, next up is Cupid Ben. This is a clone of you that represents self-love. So technically it will make you love yourself. Follow me, Ben follows the man. The man leads Ben into a giant room full of plants. Wow, they are so pretty. I know, right? Wait, Ben, it is you. A more happy and stylish looking clone of Ben appears in front of him. Yeah, hello, it is me. Ben jokes, which he shouldn't have done because it fucking sucked. I know, I know, haha, come with me. Cupid responds, taking Ben's hand. Both of them walk into the most beautiful forest that you could ever imagine. Wow. So, cutie pie, I heard you don't love yourself. How come? Have you seen yourself? Or is it about personality? You know, you should definitely think about all the great things that you have done, because there is so so much. Like, remember when you were literally the therapist for your whole friend group? Man, they always came to you when they needed help and you actually helped them. If you would just know what they say behind your back, it's literally nothing but praise. All the people that have met you agree, you are a helper. Our little superhero haha, and you care about them too, you remember every little detail, you feel with them, what saddens them, saddens you and don't you hate seeing your friends sad? Yes you do, and you always try to make them happy and you succeed, and you don't discriminate either, bitch, you are friends with everyone. You are like a dog, not just adorable but loyal as fuck. Or the fact that you are pro-communism and anti-imperialism, take the sickle, comrade. Let's not forget about the equal rights thing either, BLM supporter, pro-landback, pro, it's your body so why tf should I care, feminist, accepts neo-pronouns, has always seen trans as normal, fuck gender roles am I right, fuck it gender is made up, fuck money, let's get rid of money, baby, you would literally fight for equal artificial intelligence rights. You don't just want equality amongst humanity but nature too. Let's burn those zoos, animals should be free. Let's unite spirituality and science. No one's as loud as you, no one's as progressive as you. But what do you expect from an Aquarius, am I right? Y'all are 10 steps ahead of us, how the fuck do you guys do that? A mystery that attracts a lot of people. Friends and lovers. Oh speaking of, how are you still single? Couldn't ask for a better boyfriend than you. You are a romantic. Poems? You write them. Love songs? You invented them. Cute little gifts? You are a cute little gift. Knock knock, who's there? Ben and he's ready to tell you in 15,678 ways to tell you how special you are to him and you light up his world. Do you hear that? It's the hearts of many beating at lightspeed when they see you. You master love, baby you are everything they want. Good looks. Baby, have you seen yourself? You are a whole ass fucking feast. Intelligence? Albert Einstein shakes when he's around you, you know shit that no one fucking does. If you said you invented gravity, I would fucking believe you. Humor? You are humor. No comedy master would be able to beat you. You make yourself laugh all the time but no one laughs louder than the people you meet because you are a comedy god, baby. Knock knock, who missed is in front of my entrance? Happy, happy who? Happy abortion day. Damn, genius. Calm, baby, without you there won't be calmness, just chaos, you are the balance in everyone's life. Mature, you were born mature. Loyal, yes sir, you won't leave until they want you to leave. Fun, your trademark, it's never boring with you. Clingy, bitch, you turning into a backpack. Romantic, we already talked about this, baby. Good listener, no one's a better listener than you. People cannot not fall in love with you. Damn, you're all in one bundle. Cupid Ben says. And speaking of. Hi, I am your number one narrator, the narrator. Today, I have a special product for you. Ben, good looking, loves music, video games, and trains. He's chill, but can be crazy too, in case you love chaos. He can be very clingy, but will give you space when you need it. Loyal as heck, no one's better for him than you, baby. He's bisexual, so for the guys out there. You know, wink. He will say, I love you, every two seconds because he loves you so damn much. Call us now, 01220032210200022. Wow, haha, ha. thank you, Ben blushes. But why does no one approach me? Because they think you're too good to be true. They think they're not good enough for a man like you. Cupid smiles. Really? Yes, don't overthink. Haha ha, if I'm so great then why doesn't my crush talk to me? Well, maybe you should talk to them. Come on, you got nothing to lose, go for it. Ben looks away, now with a rather sad look. I can't. I'm too scared. What if I do, but then I'll lose everything? I don't want to ruin our friendship. They mean so much to me. But don't you want to be with this person? For that, you have to talk to them. Overcome your fear. You have nothing to lose. Just try it. Yes, I want to be with them. Yes, I think of them all the time and what could be. But I can't risk it. I would ruin everything. Yes, I know. You must overcome fear. But what if I do actually fuck it all up? What if I lose this special person? What if I make them uncomfortable and scare the shit out of them? I'm most likely not even as good like you said. Yes I sound great. But do I sound great for them? Is this person looking for someone like me? Are they looking at all? Am I this person's type? Am I? Am I right for them? Am I as perfect for them as they're for me? Does this person just see me as a friend? Does this person see me as more? Does this person feel what I feel? Are they scared of me? Did I have a chance, but messed it up? Maybe, and maybe, but just maybe. With a lot of luck, haha. They might think the same as I do now. Has the same questions going. Is scared as I am. Wants to do the first move, but is too scared, like me. Maybe they're scared that I don't want them anymore, or they will get hurt or I reject them or something, I guess. Maybe this person also fears it will ruin our friendship. Maybe they are moving on. Maybe they moved on, or it's just delusion because I have a crush on this person. If I just had the guts to tell him all of this. If this person would just know, how happy they make me, how much I love them, how great this person is, how perfect this person is. They're so fucking smart, chill and understanding. They're here when you need them. This person can actually handle me, they have so much patience with me. They're so sweet. Every time I talk to them, my heart beats so fast and I feel so dizzy. I love them so damn much. This person makes my day better, every single time. They're so beautiful too. The eyes, amaze, bro. That smile melts my heart, and oh this person's voice, from an angel. A man, made in heaven. If I could just have him, prove to him that I'd be right for him. I love him so much, and this is why I'm so scared. Wasting all of this, because I should make the first move and then creep him out so damn much that he leaves. Why would I do that? When he's gone, he's gone forever. I won't find someone like him again. He's one of a kind. He's special. I never felt like this about someone. I am so scared. Cupid sheds a tear and hugs Ben. That was beautiful. This is why I said, go for it. How could he reject you, when you say shit like that? Ben chuckles and bows. It's obvious, it's one-sided. Otherwise there would be a reply, haha. Wait, did you confess already? Yeah, before I got here. Oh, I understand now. Thought better now than never. And you are certain it's one-sided? Yep. Or do you see us go hand in hand? No, but it's just. How do you know? it was made clear. A big no. Definitely made him uncomfortable too. In all honesty, this conversation would definitely make him very uncomfortable. Well at least this is totally private and only between us, Ben. He would definitely freak out if he heard all of this. Cupid and Ben look at your direction with one raised eyebrow. This is actually what I wanted to let out for a while now, but I was, and still am, too scared. This is my way to cope, I guess. My way of saying what I wanted to say before. Maybe this conversation right now is actually ruining it all even more. But, I just had to let it out. There is nothing wrong with using creative outlets, or I mean, talking to a clone of yours about this to let it all out. Who knows he might like it. The scriptwriter is crossing his fingers for Ben right now and so am I, the narrator. Let's go. I don't think so. This would get me the block button. Nonsense. The scriptwriter yells. This is the most beautiful thing he has ever heard. He will love it, trust me. I'll make sure of it the narrator says, loading up his gun. The block button, seriously, for a love letter, I wouldn't be surprised if he kicked in your door and fucking proposed to you. Cupid jokes. He'll better fucking do exactly that, the narrator says while being calmed by the scriptwriter. Ben chuckles, no, no, I don't think he would do that, but I'm sure I'm creeping him the fuck out, right now. How? By letting this all out. Letting him know in the best way you can. Such as writing a whole segmenter, I mean, talking to yourself about that. Come on, you show him that you care and that you really want to let him know. What could go wrong? Again, maybe, haha. I hear wedding bells. The scriptwriter yells with joy, as wedding bells start to ring. Oh my God, what should I wear? What should I gift them? Narrator, fast call the priest. Okay, hold on. The narrator now calls a priest. Hello, priest here, what can I do for you? They are about to marry. No fucking way. On my way. Guys, we're not getting married. Ben explains. I can make it happen. The scriptwriter replies. I can make it reality. The narrator ensures, taking out his gun, once again. Stop it, you are freaking his crush out. Cupid yells and motions them to continue. Ben, I'm being serious, I'll make it happen. The narrator now replies in a rather tense voice. No, I don't want that. Love cannot be forced, it can only happen by itself. Here, love is one sided. Only one loves the other, a one way street. If we were meant to be, things would be different now, wouldn't it? It is I, who thinks this way, feels this way and talks this way. Not him. No hints, codes or anything else. It is pretty obvious that I just can't have him. And if this is how it is and has to be, then, I'll accept it. There is no chance, there won't be chances and there never has been any chances from the beginning. No matter how much I try to tell myself that I have a chance, I will result in heartbreak because I have been fooling myself again. As I only know my side of the story, not his and I'm too afraid to ask him, as I know that I will feel stupid in the end. He might have been very clear, but I did not understand it. This is awkward, isn't it? Or, oh man, I hope I didn't creep you out. And so on, and why ask at all, when he made it clear in the first place? Why ask, when I get rejected anyways? Where is the logic in that? Why have hope when it's so clear that I won't be with him? Why can I not let go of him? Why can I not just move on? Why am I so fucking terrified to tell him how I feel? when I literally confessed to him before. Why am I so scared? Is it because it makes him uncomfortable that I want to let him know, even though I know I will get rejected? Why do I think he will block me? For what? Is it because he can't handle that a guy goes this far to tell him, I love you? Is it because he can't handle that he's so special and has such a massive effect on people? Like me? Why the fuck would he block me? Is he scared of love? Is he running away from compliments like I did not just so long ago? Would he think I'm lying? Or if this is a joke, What would be the cause of making him uncomfortable? Is he guilty because he secretly killed someone? Why on earth would he be uncomfortable? Is it because I am doing it the same way I did last time when I confessed my love to him? By making a segment that isn't as direct as I thought, in which I have to add this sentence so he knows that I mean him. Man, I hate airports. My husband died at 1. Why would he be creeped out? Does he think I will kill him if he says no? Why would telling him ruin our friendship? Is that a hint? Do we go to the next level or what? Why the fuck am I so afraid? When all I want to tell him is how I feel. If that makes him block me. Then tell me, is it really my problem? My fault? Throwing it all away, because this one dude chose to tell you how great you are. Wouldn't that be rather pathetic? If it's a no, then bitch I get that. I will still tell you how I feel though and continue talking to you, because that doesn't mean we have to end our friendship now. I don't wanna lose you. And I would do everything I can to not lose you. If moving on and stopping crushing over you is the only option, then I will let you go. Crush-wise I mean, after all, I want to stay friends. Since we first met, I already thought you were special. But it wasn't until a few months later, where I started falling in love with you. I don't know how it started and why, but here we are. For months I kept thinking of you, my number one. Just the way you are, what interests you, how you see the world, just hooked me. You are so unique, so different. I have never met someone like you and I never will again. Though, for whatever reason. Wherever I go, you are there. Always on my mind. It is funny though, I don't even really know much about you. Yet, here we are. But that's exactly what I love so much about you. I get to find out about you myself. No small descriptions, no biography like on Tinder. It's just you being you. Nothing that screams, pick me, I'm perfect. Nothing super special, nothing that stands out. This is why you're so perfect. Because you're someone that can't be described, you can only be experienced. Like a drug, you can't get enough off. No introduction, no explanation, just straight right into it. And the trip is so wonderful, so beautiful. You see new shit every day, you find out more each time. It's never boring. Each trip is special, new every time. You are the reason I enjoy and live in the moment, because that is how I fell in love with you. No planning, no getting to know each other, no, hey what's your hobby, nothing. Just you, being you. And me, being me. Previously I was that kinda guy who thought you had to be similar in order for me to fall in love with you. I thought, I need to know your likes and dislikes, hobbies, talents, and so on. But then I met you and I realized how wrong I was. How spontaneous I am and how much I want it. You changed me so much, in these regards. Sure, we have similar music tastes and hobbies and the way we think. But that never mattered to me. I can't believe that you are the first and only one who ever had such an impact on me. Even now, my heart beats faster than light. This is how special you are to me. I love talking to you, because that means I'm able to get to know you better. It's just so beautiful to hear you talk about the things you like, I just love seeing you happy. But not just that, it's the deep conversations too. I love the way you see the world, it's similar to mine. Apart from the fact that you are in it. If I was just able to fully show you my love, to show you how much you mean to me. If I was able to even impress you, prove to you that I would be the right candidate. It's just so frustrating, no matter how much I try, I am just unable. Not because I don't really love you, no, I do. But, I'm just horrible with words and also, I don't know how you would react. Whenever I get the chance to tell you, I just freeze. And even here, I can't find the right words. It's like I never knew how to think in the first place. And it's so frustrating, because I really want you, but I don't know how to convince you that I'm good enough, prove to you that I really mean everything I say here. I got this one chance and i want to use this opportunity and succeed but how i'm trying everything i can it's so hard i want you so bad call you mine but how will this work will this make you love me back i hope so otherwise i want a refund because i really want you but how do i get you how can i show you how much i love you how happy you make me how excited i get whenever you are online because i can talk to you for hours and hours it's so special something you just can't describe I just love being with you, I love the way you are. This is so hard, it's frustrating. I can't find the right words. I don't want to mess up my chance to actually land on you. Tell me what you need and I give it to you. If you need help, I will help. If you need a shoulder, I will give you my shoulder. Need love, take my heart. Actually, you already have it. Give it back to me and I'll give it to you again. Mashallah, what a beauty you are. Looking at your picture always warms my heart, you don't know how beautiful you are. Oh my god, looking this beautiful should be illegal. Be right back, gotta stare at your picture for 10 hours. What you did with your hair is fantastic, my man over there is rocking it. Damn bro, look at that smile. That goddamn smile, I can't handle it. You are blinding me with it, but that's okay, I always wanted to find out how blind people feel. Yes it's really fine, just take my hand. To guide me of course. Wink. Wait, where are you again? Jokes aside, I am going to cry. Your smile, bro, I just can't handle it, it warms my heart. And your sweet lips, you better give me those, I wanna kiss you. Those cheekbones, my heart. Look at that European chin, oh honey, no wonder you feel like home. And that cute nose, ready for booping that cutie pie in front of me. Have you seen your eyebrows? On fleek. And your eyes, Jesus. Could get lost in him forever. Actually, I already am. Help, a beautiful man has trapped me in his eyes, call 911. You are so perfect, I can't do this anymore. Why are you so damn fine? God just one day decided to make a beautiful man and just went with it. No, actually, you are a god, Mashallah. Let me build a temple for you, in this household we kneel for Martin. In the testimony of Molya T. Obachaimi Obratno, it is written, Martin has been made perfect for no reason. Shall we allow him to exist? Yes, because he makes our lives better. How? Well, he just exists. It is believed that he was made for a special person, me. Amen, comrades. Let's simp together. Oh holy Martin, shower us with your love. Make our days better by falling in love with me, please, pretty please. If someone wants me to describe happiness, I will just show them Martin. This man, I swear. My pronouns are he, him, because I could never be him. A model. Stay away everyone, he's mine. I saw him first, get lost. Martin, for you I'll become a capitalist so that I could buy you the world. Hey, can I have an autograph, my favorite star? The gods heard my prayers, otherwise you wouldn't exist. You are good for me, I am good for you. You helped me so much, without actually doing anything other than just existing. You made me realize what I am looking for and that I have a type. That type is you, baby. You made me realize who I truly am, who I always was. You made me realize that I am a great person, a great friend and a great romantic candidate. You made me say all of this, just to show you how much I love you. You make me do and say things I never dared to do before. You make me stronger and stronger, throughout my healing process you were in my mind, you were my motivation. You make me finally risk it, you make me say what I always wanted to tell you. You made me realize why I love you. You were always there when I needed you, you always listened. You never judged me, you allowed me to be who I truly am. You accepted me, you never tried to change me, you were okay with who I am. You gave me a safe space, you gave me freedom, and after saying all of this, here. You made me realize that, not only would I hit the jackpot if I landed on you, but also you would. You healed me. You are good for me and I am good for you. You would never change me and I would never change you. We accept each other for being the way we are, we give each other freedom. We protect each other. I feel so safe around you. I love you more and more. And it just gets more intense, because of the fact that we have so much in common. We both are so different, so unique, so special. We have similar music tastes, we are both insane. We both love Berlin and communism. Our humor is very disturbing and very alike. We both have similar aesthetics, we are both quirky. We can be very mature and very childish. You're ascended and I have a god complex. You write articles, I write stories. We're both coming from places that start with A-B, we're both European. We both wear glasses, so that's a nice detail. Your initials are M-B and my first name starts with B while my stage name is Hawkless Morty. Morty and Martin, come on now. You write on M, and I write for B. You love Rock Me Amadeus and I stand Falco. Back to the Future is my favorite movie franchise. Brown and Marty are so similar to us. Oh my, M plus B again. We are one person, meant to be. The universe said so. You consider going to Iceland and years ago I dreamed of migrating there. We both like cyberpunk, he he. You're an Aquarius moon and I'm a Sagittarius Venus. Haha ha what no, I didn't look at your birth chart haha ha what. Come, let's give this a try, haha. We got the world in front of us, let's go get it. Let's move somewhere nice, somewhere cozy. Let me call you mine. Let me be with you all the time. Let me protect you, guide you, help you, love you, heal you. Let me hold you, kiss you. Let me get you to Paris, give you a bouquet of croissants. Let me be the light in your darkness, or something like that. Let me give you what you need. Let me love you like no one has ever loved you before. Be the melody of my life. Be the red to my sus. Be the Engels to my Marx. Be the revolution to my state. Be the Lenin to my Stalin. Be the Warsaw to my pact. Let us be the Soviet, to our union. Let me come to you. Give this a try. I want to be with you forever. I want to grow old with you. And now, it's ending. That experience is nearing its end and it hurts. But if this is the best way to keep our friendship, then I think it's the best. Though, if this made you catch feelings, then you can always DM me. But as I cannot speak for you and don't know your side of the story, I will just try my best to just let go and get clean. It will be hard, but I think I'm strong enough. I've made so much progress already, I will most likely accomplish this as well. As this is goodbye to the experience, I would like to say a few words. I am so thankful and happy for this experience that you have given me, I never felt like this before and I will certainly miss this feeling. I'm also so proud of you and what you have accomplished, you don't know how fucking happy this makes me. I love seeing you happy and comfortable, I love seeing you win. Please stay this way, keep being you. Never give up, if you ever feel down or close to giving up. Remember that you made this one guy say all of this, wrote it all down too and did it in this way, all because of the fact that you are so fucking special to him. He put all this love and effort into it, because you are worth it. Because you deserve this. Never forget this. You are the greatest, you are number one. I love you so much. But this should be obvious already goodbye to the feeling the experience i will miss you unless you turn a 360 no scope and change your mind martin no pressure though no pressure but remember i will be moving on very soon but no pressure though time's ticking very fast now oh boy it's racing no pressure though keep in mind i'm the last one in stock and there won't be any restocking Take your time though. If you call now under 01220032210200022, you will get a surprise bogey two hype box, but only for the next 24 hours. Take your time, please. Have a break. Never ever force yourself into love. Think clearly. Special discounts. I'm 100% off for every Martin in town. You can just pick me up and take me home. You only have 10 hours left. Seriously though, take your time. Don't jump to any conclusions. By the way, you can only DM me until tomorrow after that i will just disappear forever poof so if you want to ask me out do it now like fast very fast light speed but take your time though oh no i was diagnosed with ligma oh no i will die in the next 30 minutes and the only cure is a nice young gentleman named martin changing his mind and confessing his love to me oh this is so sad i will die not much time left call me you can also dm me come on ask me out i only got 23 minutes left now Oh no, this is so depressing. Keep calm though. I love you. Text me. Ben sheds a few tears and smiles looking up to the sunny blue sky. He feels better. The scriptwriter starts to cry. This was so beautiful. I also start to cry because oh my god this is wonderful. He should have gone fishing with you, not gonna lie. Cupid jokes, hugging Ben. Do you want to read something for me, narrator? The scriptwriter asks the narrator, blushing nervously. I would love to. I reply, smiling and holding the scriptwriter's hand. I think we're about to date. Wish us luck. You were right, I would be a perfect boyfriend. As I am already, a perfect friend. Ben says, making everyone go, ah. That was fucking beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. You made so much progress. I am so proud of you. The man from earlier says in a crying, yet happy voice. Applauding Ben and approaching him. I'm also very proud, this was very brave of me. Ben replies. Well then, I think we're done here. Cupid smiles. Thank you so much for helping me. I am so proud of what we have accomplished so far. Ben replies, hugging Cupid before he vanishes. So, what's next? Who do I confront now? Ben asks the man. Your past. Ben's eyes open wide in shock. No, it cannot be. This is going to be so embarrassing and uncomfortable for him, knowing what happened, what he endured. Follow me, the man tells Ben. Ben follows the man into a dark room, so dark, that he is unsure if it even is a room at all. Have fun. Wait, you're not going to tell me what is going to happen? Yeah, not really. See ya. The man waves goodbye to Ben and vanishes. Ben, now terrified, tries to understand where he is and what might happen. After a few good old minutes, a bright white light appears, pointing directly at a certain point. In case you, the listener, didn't know, this phenomenon is known as a spotlight. According to Wikipedia, the free online encyclopedia that anyone can edit, a spotlight, or follow spot, is a powerful stage lighting instrument which projects a bright beam of light onto a performance space. Spotlights are controlled by a spotlight operator who tracks actors around the stage. Spotlights are most commonly used in concerts, musicals and large-scale presentations where highlighting a specific mobile individual is critical. Spotlights are sometimes located overhead on catwalks. In some theaters, they may also be located in the control booth or purposely built spot booths, in addition to the catwalk. I hope this enlightened you. Anyways, under this spotlight is a young child, about three years old with a very familiar face. Wait a minute, is that me? Ben asks himself. Yes, it is him. Who would have thought? Man, this story is full of plot twists. Ben approaches his younger self, slowly and with a rather friendly looking matter. After all, this is a child. Don't scare them, for God's sake. Hello, Ben, how are you? Can you help me find out what I have to do? Ben asks his three-year-old self, who is rather shy. I'm sad, the three-year-old replies. Why? Because I never see daddy. We move so much. I don't want to move anymore. Where's daddy? Why do we move so much? I'm so scared. The three-year-old cries and Ben hugs him, crying too. I don't really know either, it's very hard to understand. But, you see, I'm you from the future. Really? Cool, the three-year-old replies in excitement, still having tears in his eyes. Yes, yes, and I know everything will be all right, even if it looks scary now, you will be safe. I will make sure of it. I will protect you, I will guide you. I will go with you, wherever you go. You are never alone, I will always be there, I will always help you. You will love whatever comes next, and it will be way better than you want now. But I can't tell you yet, it's a surprise. The three-year-old stops sobbing and looks rather calm, actually he's smiling now. Man, kids really can be impressed that easily, huh? Wow, had no idea, but oh well, you promise? With my pinky, Ben Pinky promises himself that he will always take care of him, which is his loss, thank god that I don't have children yet. Okay, the three-year-old smiles and hugs Ben. Can we play tag? I uh, you know what? Sure, let's go for it, Ben replies and smiles. What follows is a montage, that you can make up, of Ben playing tag with his younger self, which is full of laughter, fun and obviously, childish behavior. That was fun. Let's do it again sometime. I gotta go now and watch TV. His three-year-old self vanishes and what's left is a sweet little giggle echoing throughout the room. The scriptwriter is in tears. This was so sweet. I throw up, as I hate children. After all, I'm the narrator. Fuck everyone's feelings. We should adopt children, the scriptwriter suggests. What? No, me not ready. Me tiny baby too. Ah, is a little narrator searching for cuddles. Yes, I love you so much baby. Oh my god, I forgot you are still here. Ah, you heard nothing. Me big boy. Ah, I mean, I am a very responsible and mature adult. Anyways, let's continue. What follows next is another goddamn child, this time it's his five-year-old self. Hello, Ben greets the five-year-old, smiling excitedly. Uh, hello, who are you? You, uh, from the future. Really? Yep. Wow. No fucking way he's doing it the same way again, Jesus Christ. How are you? Not good. Why? What's wrong? I can't tell you, it's a secret. But you can trust me. I am you from the future. You are me from the past. You can tell me. No, I can't. I will get in trouble. The five-year-old now looks rather in panic, shedding a few tears. What on earth happened to him? Is it about? Ben stops, looking at his younger self in fear. Her, the five-year-old nods, crying heavily. I want her to stop. It hurts so much. Every time she hits me and I don't know why. The kid is in absolute panic and frustration, crying extremely. Ben goes crazy too, he knows what happened. His childhood. It was so horrible, all because of her. Ben became very mature, very early, as he has never experienced a real childhood. He grew up being poor, which never allowed him to have much, or even if any, toys. And because he was mature very early, he also didn't even like playing with toys anymore. Or even, play at all. He never could really experience what the ordinary person did experience in their childhood. Also, because he didn't have many friends either. It made it even harder for him, to be a child, playing with others. Not to forget that, he couldn't even decide and be. As he was constantly forced to be around adults, as he had to go everywhere his mother went. If he even dared to resist, she got angry. Very angry. She wanted him to be independent and a loner. Be her. She had no childhood, why should he? Be a machine, Ben. Be a puppet, Ben. Be an adult, be a slave. Contribute to society, even though you are a child, Ben. Get prepared to be part of capitalism, Ben. She forced him to be an adult, she forced him to like what she likes. She forced him to go wherever she wanted to go. She forced him to do whatever she wanted to do or him to do. And if he dared to resist, She did things to him. Those horrible, horrible, horrible things. She did it so much, so damn much. Even when he made the smallest mistake, she hit him. Whenever he remembers these encounters, he can still feel it. The fear, the fucking fear. It feels like dying. The pain, that damn pain. And those screams, those screams. Screams of pain, screams of fear, his screams. He was never able to make her stop. He was so young and so weak. Why did she do all of this to him? Why did she hurt him? He was just a child. Nothing but a goddamn child. He cannot defend himself. These questions are still here, he's trying to understand. Why would someone do this? He's scarred. No one can touch him anymore, because of this. He hates it when anyone touches him, it reminds him of the things she did. She ruined everything. He wants to hug people and cuddle someone, but he's unable to. He's scared. The visions, the screams. He doesn't want that to happen again. He just wants to be able to let people love him physically as well. He wants to trust people, he wants to stop being lonely. He wants to be heard, he wants to be understood. He wants to let go. He wants to be free, get out of this cage, this mental prison, that prevents him from living his life normally. He doesn't want to be scared anymore. He wants to be able to go out again, be social. But most importantly, he wants to be a child. Who cares if he's an adult? Are we not allowed to have fun anymore? Be able to play with toys? Why are we only allowed to collect them, rather than actually play with them? Fuck museums, get me a playground, a carousel, an action figure, a doll, a toy car, let me be a pirate who can fly and do magic. Let me be a child, that's all I want, but I am scared. I am scared they will make fun of me. Ben breaks down, crying heavily and screaming, I hate you, mother. You ruined my childhood, why, what have I done to you? I hate being an adult, I hate it here. I hate not being able to do all of what I never experienced. I wanted love, not hate. I wanted toys, not pain. I wanted a family. The room shakes and a loud female voice can be heard yelling, Benjamin. His five-year-old self is freaking out and tries to run, but he has been grabbed by a, what seems to be, a demonic version of his own mother. What did I tell you about asking for help? He would bring you somewhere bad. Hell, you would lose all of what I have given you. How could you do that to your own mother? You ungrateful child. When will you learn? His mother yells at Ben's five-year-old self, beating him violently. Both the older and younger Ben scream in pain, crying heavily. Ben can't handle it anymore, he cannot see it anymore and pushes her to the ground. She falls and yells at him, you are the abuser here. I will call the police. How could you hurt such an innocent angel, like me? Ben wants to kick her but stops himself, he's better than that. He positions himself in front of his younger self, as a way to protect him. You can't hurt him anymore, you can't hurt me anymore. I am stronger than you, I can see through you. I know what you went through, but it is no excuse to let it all out on me. It is no excuse to hurt a child. It is not their fault. They are not the reason you feel this way, what you went through and how you cope. It is absolutely disgusting and inhumane to abuse an innocent child. Children are not born evil, they are made evil. By people, people like you. Because they are too damn pathetic and dumb, to find a better way to heal to be better than their own oppressors, to give their children what they have never been able to get. Not the other way around. How is a child supposed to change your past or even fix it? Instead, you could raise them to be better, so it won't continue happening again. What you went through never ever excuses anything that you have done to me. I went through horrible, horrible things and I never considered doing the same thing you have done to me. I know I will be better, because I already am better. I am not ungrateful, you are. In later years, I have continually tried to help you, fix you. But you rejected me and now, I'm letting go. Whatever happens to you, I don't care anymore. If you want to die alone, in pain, then go for it. I hate you so much and I won't forgive you. And I don't have to forgive you, in order to let go. All I have to do is heal. And I am healing and I made so much progress. You can't break me anymore. Unlike you, I don't let outside sources influence me. Unlike you, I have accomplished more than you ever will. Because I actually put effort into it, I don't just blame people for my own trauma or even mistakes. I know it's not their fault and I know, it's not my fault either. I will never hurt the people I love, because here's the thing, I love them. I am better than you, you can't bring me down again. I will let you go for good, I will continue to grow and succeed. While you will continue to self-sabotage and fail, because you never learned how to heal or to understand that blaming won't fix anything. Like you always said to me, you were dead to me, well, now you did it. You are dead to me. Goodbye. With that, his mother turns into dust and vanishes and so does his younger self. After about three minutes of silence, he hears a loud train horn behind him. As he turns around, he sees his 10-year-old self on train tracks, trying to commit suicide. Ben remembers this day perfectly, after many months of nothing but school bullying, he freaked out and ran to the train tracks near his old school. Almost everyone in class joined in and no one stopped them. Not even the teacher, just ignore them, is how you get your student hurt. He already had problems at his home, school just made it worse. Made him think in a way that is normally seen as unbelievable. But is it really that unusual? After all, Generation Z is known for being extremely depressed to the point of killing themselves in a very early age. But let's not get into detail, this is messed up enough. He hears the train horn again and sees a commuter train come towards 10-year-old Ben's direction at full speed. The train driver does everything he can to stop the train, but it's too late. Just a millisecond before 10-year-old Ben gets hit, he gets transferred to an empty movie theater. Seated, he waits for the movie to play. And after a minute or so, the lights dim and the show starts. On the screen, he sees his 12-year-old self eating at a restaurant with his friends and his friend's parents in a small Bavarian village in Germany. He remembers it like it was yesterday. He, his friend and his friend's parents went on a vacation in the German village, Meering. Nothing much to do, but still beautiful. While the vacation has been a bit stressful at the start, it's still one of Ben's favorite memories. This was the first and only time he has ever been staying at a hotel, he remembers how lovely the breakfast there was. Thank God he took pictures of the vacation and thank God he still has them. Going back home was funny, as this is when Ben and his friend recorded one of his favorite videos, him drinking a lemonade, making a funny face and saying, do you taste the thing? In a funny voice. Oh how great it was man he needs a vacation again the picture on the screen fades to black and the next scene starts it is 13 year old ben with another friend both standing in a large crowd in front of the train station it is night cars are honking german flags are being waved everywhere we have won the match ben celebrates with the others dancing partying he's happy everyone's happy it is one of those nights those special ones next scene 16-year-old Ben, who sits in his room, has a video conversation with his ex in the middle of the night. Planning their future together, laughing so hard like never before, having fun, in love, missing each other. Ben sheds a few tears while seeing all of this. He still loves her, not as strong as before, but there's still this spark. He meant all what he said to her, he meant it when he told her that he loves her. The screen turns black once again and transitions into the final scene. Ben jumps as he sees it all happening again, it is the airport incident. He hears again what he said. He sees again what happened afterwards. And remembers that Swan and Ben had a romance arc. This is embarrassing. Uh. I can make it up to you. Want a Starbucks gift card? I swear, I can't make that arc yet. I am still in love with another one, who's 10 times better than you. But don't worry, if he rejects me, I'll come back to you. My number two. Anyways, where was I? Oh yeah this feeling of happiness and fulfillment, but also, fear, guilt and regret is so intense right now. But it's understandable, his crush just died right after he confessed to him. I told you this ending sucked, but you didn't believe me. I'm still fully convinced that Martin going fishing with Ben would have been the best option. Like, you just fucking do that and then kill him. You were literally queer baiting all of us, giving everyone false hopes. I literally ordered a Ben Hart's Martin t-shirt from you and you don't even make them fall in love. I want a refund. This shit is stupid. Well unless, you know. The scriptwriter changes his mind. Wink. Ha? Huh? Bro, I swear. The one who decides isn't me. Alrighty Benny boy. Nope, not me either. Oh. So. Uh. Oh. I understand now. Haha, hey, you, yeah, you know exactly who I mean. Haha, you could. DM Ben, right? Ahaha, but remember, he has ligma. Do it now, not much time. 10 minutes. Do it now fast fast run slide into those dms just kidding though unless you want to though no pressure though like we don't want to make you uncomfortable though oh no look out an asteroid is heading straight to earth and only a love confession can save us now he meant what he said anyways ben is happy he has told him while he still doesn't know his response he's happy it was the last words martin has heard which is very beautiful to think about Imagine you're about to get the game over screen and this dude just hits you with a love confession. Also, this is kind of gay, thinking about it. Nice. Yes, I added the airport memory to this story just for this horrible joke. I just felt like this is the right thing to do, after you just heard all of this fucked up shit. And now get ready for more, because here's the train horn again. Ben is back at the tracks, but this time there's people bringing his younger self somewhere safe. Thank god, to think about what all I would have missed if I didn't get saved. All the great memories would just be gone. Puff, Never happened. All gone. All the things I found out about myself, everything. This is so scary, thinking about it. I would have never ever talked to Bogey. All of this, gone. Just like that. Thank God, I never ever succeeded there. Ben thinks to himself and sighs in great relief. Everything turns dark again and there's this silence again. After five minutes of silence, the spotlight is back. With his 14-year-old self under it. Hey, Ben says. Hi, The 14-year-old responds, in a very angry tone and with an angry look. I know how you feel right now. You are both angry and scared to see me. You see yourself happy, instead of depressed. You see yourself still alive, you think you failed. Still living in hell, going through torture. But you're wrong, you live in happiness now. Because, you finally understood who you are, who you were and who you will become. And yes, it is you. We are the same person. All the things you went through, is what I went through all the things i went through is what you went through all the depression but also all the healing and you will continue to experience what i experience as you are a part of me and i am a part of you i know it's scary i am scared too but fear alone will never bring us to what we long for so long you always wanted this i always wanted this instead of fighting we shall become a team form an alliance because without each other nothing will work you complete me i complete you you need me i need you No matter how much you hate yourself, I will love you from the bottom of my heart. You will never stop loving yourself, because I do that for you. Again, we are the exact same person. You wanna give up? No, you don't, because I don't want to give you up and I won't give you up. I will protect you, I will help you, I will guide you. I will never give up, I will never let go. You are what I need. You are important to me. I want us to succeed, I want you to succeed and you will succeed, I will make sure of it. I am so proud of you, look what we have accomplished. I could have never done it without you and you could have never done it without me. We helped each other, we loved each other, we healed each other. And I'm so thankful, without you my life would be empty, it had no purpose. Our future will be bright, just you wait. Everything we wished for, don't give up now, join me through the journey of success. Let's unite, let's become, let's finally claim and receive what's ours. But do not forget to also give back to others. We can change the world, well at least our world. We can do whatever we want and become whatever, fuck the others. We are the shit. We exist only once. People will be lucky to be friends with us. Join me. I love you. Thank you, for being a part of me. You complete me, I will continue being on your side at all times. I will always protect you." After Ben's motivational speech, that everyone should think about because this applies to the listener as well, all generations of Ben hold each other's hand and form into a circle. Together they ensure each other to always help one another and to never give up, to live in unity and harmony. With that, they unite into one single Ben. Stronger, smarter and louder than ever. He can't be broken anymore. He found inner balance and now, he's going to leave the past, to live in the moment and head into the future. Whatever that may be, he will be ready. Fear cannot control him anymore, sadness cannot control him anymore. He's going with the flow now. He's going to start risking things. Like we all should. He's finally at peace with himself, knowing there's unity. Knowing how to solve things, knowing he got his own back. He's going to finally bloom, show everyone what he's capable of, show everyone who he truly is. He can't wait for the future, whatever that be. Well, I think he's got it. The man from earlier says, as Ben finds himself again in front of the door that he wasn't allowed to open at the beginning of this story. The woman from earlier approaches Ben and gives him a big good old hug after seeing you go through all of this and work so much with yourself just to heal and even unite with your inner self or may i say inner selves is absolutely beautiful mind-blowing impressive inspirational and just proves that you are finally ready to get what's yours to get that new beginning while you are not totally finished yet you are still ready and i don't want to keep you waiting any longer so the woman pointed at the door while looking at the man ben was with all the time cernanos if you would be so kind with pleasure your name is cernanos Haha, ha, yeah, sounds very similar to this one very very cool dude that I absolutely like, super chill, guides people from a to-be, is like a father figure, super funny and way more an absolute goat. Man, he sounds like he is as wise as a deer. Man, if you would know. Cernanos jokes, opening the door for him, which leads outside. Alrighty then, enjoy the afterlife. Cernanos adds. Ben heads outside, in the far he sees a massive futuristic city. He had no idea the afterlife would look like this. Hope it has no bugs, it would be horrible to our reputation. So, is this goodbye? Ben asks Cernanos. Well not really, you will still see me from time to time, if you want. We can like, hang out or something, shoot me a message, my finstagram is at real goatee. Just DM me, Cernanos replies. Oh, well then, thank you, man. Thank you for guiding me, be on my side and help me step by step. This means a lot to me, really. Without you, I couldn't have learned all of this. Without you, without me and everyone I encountered, talked to and became friends with. Without you all, I wouldn't have come this far. And I'm so grateful, I really am. I love you all, goodbye, and don't worry, I will DM you. See ya. Ben hugs Cernanos tightly and waves goodbye, before heading to the city. I have no idea how to transition this, so please just pretend there was a whole ass montage of Ben walking towards the city and arriving there. Arriving at the city entrance, Ben looks at everything around him. It's just like cyberpunk, excluding the naked people t posing on motorcycles. He looks at a huge billboard that promotes an apartment building. Comrade, have you just freshly moved to our beautiful city? Get free housing. At Iskane ZA Edenspo Street, 21. Apartment building, B2. Visit now. After seeing this, Ben decides to go there, but first, let's explore the city. Ben walks around a bit and finds a coffee shop. Café Barra, he reads before entering this cozy little coffee shop. He's greeted with the usual, hello, what can I do for you? I would like to have a black coffee with a bit of Jack Daniels. Coming right up. Scriptwriter's note. Please remember this is the afterlife, he can't die. Please don't worry. Also, drink responsibly. He takes it and sits down at a nearby table and goes through his phone, looking at Sinner to keep being updated about his environment. At I am dash the dash real dash Cernanos dash I swear posted. And another one, got potential too. Dude also promised to DM me. Hash afterlife hash based hash mentally stable gang. At real commie marks posted. Fuck, my heart just got stolen. Guess by who? At Friedrich Engels re this. At God posted. Guess what the fuck just happened at the airport? I left them alone for five minutes I swear to God hashtag I hated here. Jesus commented. The ending fucking sucked. Hashtag unbelievable. Venus liked Jesus's comment. At Ben 12 liked Jesus's comment. After a long time of sinning, Ben stands up and heads outside, leaving the coffee shop. He continues to explore the city and comes across a shopping mall. Simple as city center, Ben heads inside and it's absolutely beautiful. It has a solarpunk-like aesthetic, with plants and trees everywhere. He goes straight to the grocery store though, because I don't want any plot holes. He grabs a can of canned bread, a bottle of Uga Kula, a pack of nicotine sticks, a Lego bogey box set and heads to the checkout. 6 euros and 24 cents. The cashier says. Ben heads outside after paying. He explores the mall a bit more and finds out that the mall has a subway station. Which is good as the scriptwriter was trying his best to find a way to bring Ben to the new apartment building and luckily, the apartment building has one too. Oh my, what a coincidence, a train specially for Ben and his destination is arriving. Wow, he gets onto the train and heads to the apartment building. Ding dong, the train stop or whatever the hell it's called, Jingle goes. Next stop is apartment B2, please exit on the left. The train stops and Ben gets out. The scriptwriter is looking at the clock in stress. When is the story ending? I can't write anymore, okay? Ben goes to the check-in. Hello I am New He. 21st story, left side, room 2222B. The receptionist fortunately interrupts him and hands him the key. Ben takes the key and walks towards the elevator. But, surprise surprise, it doesn't work. The elevator is buggy and we apologize for it. Please don't refund though. We will release a patch, Pinky promise. The note on the elevator door reads. Fuck it. The scriptwriter yells. No clip. Invalid command. Oh for fuck's sake. Teleport to 21st story. Cheat activated. Achievement unlocked. Another stupid ending, this time funnier. Ben gets teleported to the 21st floor and the scriptwriter pressures him to finally find his room. Ben sprints to his room. 2222B. All I gotta do now is open the door. Dead body reported. Who? Corpse. Yeah, but who? Corpse. Yes, but who? I literally said corpse. That's it, I'm voting red. Why? You sus. Guys, could you stop? This is the storyline chat. Oh fuck. Okay guys, fast, vote red. Blue voted for red. Green voted for red. Marx voted for red. Lennon voted for red. Ben voted for red. The narrator voted for red. The scriptwriter voted for freedom from this curse. Red was not the imposter. Okay, but now I can open that you need a website. Why not do it yourself? With Twix, you can create your own professional website. Choose from hundreds of templates. Whether you're a small business owner or an artist, we've got something for you. Just drag and drop to create your site exactly the way you want it. It's easy. Change your text, choose one of our backgrounds or upload your own, and easily add one of our beautiful galleries. You can even set up an online store in seconds. With just a few clicks, you can connect your site to your favorite social media channels and add popular web apps and services like Google Maps, contact forms, and so much more. Just like that, you've got your own stunning website that is fully optimized for every device. Create your stunning website today. It's easy and free. I had enough. Trigger cutscene. Invalid command. For fuck's sake. Trigger ending. Invalid command. Let me in, let me in. Invalid command. Make it end. No. Please. No. Please. No. Oh come on. At scriptwriter, AO at admin, help. At scriptwriter, please. At admin, do slash end my suffering. End my suffering. Invalid command. At scriptwriter, doesn't work. At admin, f. At listener, f. At god, f. At admin, try reconnecting. At scriptwriter, okay. The scriptwriter left the server. At narrator, sad face. The scriptwriter joined the server. At narrator, happy face. End my suffering. Still invalid command. At scriptwriter, for fuck's sake. At Admin, try, teleport to final level. At Scriptwriter, okay. Teleport to final level cheat activated. Achievement unlocked, customer support. Ben is inside his new and very futuristic looking apartment. He cannot believe this is his new home now. Lemme fix it. Believe. Cheat activated. Achievement unlocked, brainwashing. Ben believes his home is his new god. Fuck. Redo. Cheat activated. Achievement unlocked, breaking the matrix. Ben sits down to watch some TV. No no, you're supposed to go to bed. Teleport to bed. Cheat activated. Cheat error. Ben is now t-posing while standing inside the bed. Achievement unlocked. Help. Help. Bed stuck. Restart level. Cheat activated. Ben is inside his new and very futuristic looking apartment. He cannot believe this is his new home now, he deserves this. While he might not know what his future holds, he's still comfortable and optimistic. He's open for anything now set reminder to expect a text invalid command achievement unlocked he's got it don't worry ben is glad he had this journey as he can now finally be free sure he might not be totally complete but he can now live the way he wants from now on he ignores what others think of him who are they to tell him how to be himself how to live how to feel no one's allowed to do that to him and or even you no matter how hard life seems to be it will only be worse if you let the negative affect you. If you lose hope, you'll lose everything. Hope is important, hope is our battery, hope is what keeps us going. And faith. If you have hope and faith that things are going to be better, then, it will. Don't give up. I want you to succeed. You are worth it, you deserve this. Be kind to yourself. Ben feels very tired of all of this constant mental work and who are we to forbid him his much-needed rest. Good night Ben, see you next time. Ben lays in his bed and wonders how the listener is doing. If you learned anything here and if it helped you because it surely helped him. Either way, he's proud of himself and you. No matter how horrible things are right now, don't give up now. You have so much strength in you, so much wisdom. Don't give that up. Use it. Things will be better. Don't lose hope. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of my journey. I love you. And with that, Ben falls asleep.
1: I am your joy, your best child. I am the moon. You are the spring, a second thing you know I was, we love you I am <coughs> forever I am the one who came you fell down I was the only one around one oh, when things would hurt you I am forever Wasn't it I who said that you were free? When living seems so hard to be, when things would hurt you, I am forever, I am forever, we are forever, we are forever. I am your friend, to take and then we need each other. Well, never part, never from heart We never say I don't need you We are forever I am the one who say that you are free When living seems so hard to be I am forever was living was still.